This is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. This week the livecast welcomes our friend, Dave Hill, back to the show. Dave just wrote a new book, about the awesome game, of hockey. I am personally, looking forward to the chapter, with the oral history of, the Vince Neil Zamboni commercial. Our IP live cast starts, now. That's right, uh, the, one of the greatest moments in hockey history. Welcome to our IP live cast. Rob here with Sid and 3D, and we are very excited to welcome to the show, Dave Hill. Hello, hello. Hey. Hey. Welcome. Welcome back. I don't know why my background is is blurred. I want it, you guys to get the full sick look. Mm. There we oh. go. Nice. That is sick. Yeah, I'm just in a tasteful kitchen. What's is there like cereal boxes in that cupboard behind you? What do we got? It's a fridge. Um well Oh. Yeah. Nope. Oh, there's nuts. <laughs> it's my sister's house. Oh, oh. Nice. but there's a fridge. Like, this thing's a fridge. It's pretty oh, cool. Wait. Dave, could I tell you, you're in very elite company right now. The only guest we've ever had before this to show us their fridge during the interview was Alex Skolnick of yeah. Testament. So oh, it's you and Alex now. That feels good. <laughs> I, I love Alex. We, uh, I mean, I have some very metal-related uh, stories I could tell about me and Alex. Do it. I'll just right just uh, just, just as an amuse bouche is my saying that is yeah, my I mic so. working? Oh, my mic yeah. isn't hooked up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're coming through we your computer you. mic here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh man, hang on. Left me Still hanging with velvety. this. Well, well, while, while bouche, Dave, I'm, I'm Dave uh, Justice Mike, I want to mention uh, Dave Hill's new book, The Awesome Game. One man's incredible, globe-crushing hockey odyssey is out now. Available. Can you guys in hear all me now? Fine bookstores. Yes. Yeah. Is it better? It's better, probably. Right. It sounds, it sounds about, about the same. same. Yeah. Oh, it sounds about you, the same. Oh, you, you might have to change your audio setting. Uh, to I'm sorry. I'm a caveman. Uh, I'm a monster. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. How about now? Say more that, stuff. Yeah, now, more it's, stuff. now it's definitely the microphone. Well, maybe. More stuff? Yeah, it still sounds about the same. It's definitely the microphone. It says it's the microphone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess what we're experiencing is just that my microphone sucks. It's, it's a blue <laughs> snowball. Oh, once you pull it closer, you could tell it's the, it's the mic. Oh, is okay. that a microphone or a camera? It looks like a webcam. Are you it's talking a... into a camera? No, it's a thing. I don't know. Oh, I've oh seen yeah, now it sounds things. a little better. I've seen YouTubers using those things. Yeah, they're really hot with with YouTubers and TikTokers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you uh, heard the intro of the show, Dave, but uh, we we mentioned the Vince Neil Zamboni. Are you are you familiar with Vince Neil's Zamboni writing? No, I mean this is like. You know, since this book has come out, there's I've realized how many holes are in the book, and that's this is just one more of them. Yeah, so the, I, for the, the I, second edition. edition, you could yeah. add chapters. Yeah, yeah, perhaps for the paperback expanded. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do want to just 
just enlighten you uh, about this very quickly. It's a, uh, it's it's this. Let me just share my screen. Here we go. It's, it's oh my it's, god! Yeah, this is very important. Getting vertigo watching. Machine rocks. Oh, no Amazing. Um, I have so many questions. First of all, why doesn't he have enough money that he doesn't have to do a horror? No, I guess not. I mean, clearly. And then, uh, the then, I don't know the, the Zamboni. I would argue is irrelevant. They're probably like, "What if we got you? What if we got you driving a Zamboni for absolutely no apparent reason?" It's a bucket list item for him, so he I mean, it into the contract. I, I get the desire to drive a Zamboni, but I, I more like feel like it's probably like someone who is making the commercial had a buddy who runs a rink, and he's like, "Bro." Come on, let me come on. Just, what, just bring him by. Have him ride the Zamboni. He's like, that'll be good. There are a multitude of that. questions in this yeah. commercial. I mean, but at, at my favorite thing out of all the things, there's the there's the backup Motley Crue dancers play, portraying scientists that are discovering the best formula for a loan approvals and all that stuff. My number one favorite thing is that there's a knockoff Motley Crue song and yes. he's not singing on it. That's the well, that's why it they sounds okay. For that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the vocals are too good. Yeah. It's clearly <laughs> yeah, not right. him. And then, yeah, the the uh, the the sexy lab coat women grabbing, like, you know, uh, suggestive of what they're grabbing, right. these <laughs> levers and such. Um, yeah, that is stunning. Where did you find that? Oh, well, it's actually, you know, you. Two things you mentioned that that uh, I'd like to note. First, you you asked, does he not have enough money? Which we cover Vince Neil exhaustively on the show, and that is always a question uh, that we ask because it's like, why is he still doing this stuff? And the only conclusion we can come to is he is absolutely broke. <laughs> because why is he doing these solo shows that that with embarrassing live footage that ends up on, you know, oh, all yeah. over social media? And you know, it yeah. So. He asked it. He does need the money. Immediately after, like he'll finish the Motley Crue run of dates, and then it'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go play, not in tertiary markets, but where would they be? Quaternary markets." Yeah. <laughs> uh, with sh- like shitty. Yeah, back it's always like the Louisiana County Fair, the like Poughkeepsie like- Civic Center. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really. So I'm gonna try to move my. I was gonna. Try. I really don't like having the computer. Uh, it's not a flattering angle I have going here. 
But you'll have you we'll look have beautiful. I look amazing, but you know, I don't know. Once I I saw that Vince Neil commercial and I was like, uh, we all need to try a little harder because Vince <laughs> isn't trying at all. <laughs> well, the other thing you mentioned is it was this something that just Vince Neil wanted to write as Amboni. What if I told you there is a series of 80s stars like Stephen Percy and Flava Flav and Sebastian Bach in this exact <laughs> commercial. What? And they're all writing in Zamboni? They're all right. Look, look, here's the Stephen Percy. How much do our loans really cost? A $1,000 loan costs $5.50 per day in interest. Need We're giving so much free uh, publicity here to <laughs> Dollar Loan Center, but it's worth there. it for the comedy. It took the exact same ad. Just, they kicked Vince Neil off the Zamboni. They're like, Steven, get on. You're going. So it's just a, a line of aging rock stars waiting to get on the Zamboni. Oh, is the Flava Flav one with the same day, glam metal song, or is it a hip hop? There's only one way to find out. Yeah. I didn't know about the Flava yeah. Flav. You play that? I just go know. round and round. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh. That is what a Zamboni does. <laughs> I would have gotten, I mean, I well, he doesn't need the money. Warren Martini. if you're going to go rat, you got to go Warren Martini. <laughs> well, the Flame of Flame one we had to have played because it's it's clearly shown as visited. You could have watched and it. Yeah, same, same song. song. That's disappointing. Yeah, and then they're like, "Hey, could we, uh, could, could we get it? Let's get a quick shot in the in the office, real quick. That'll be cool." <laughs> it, I, they couldn't even shoot different models. Yeah. It's the same footage of models. Same uh, Frankenstein yeah. electro. Yeah, G. <laughs> he didn't even mention loans or anything. <laughs> Wait, he's like, right, not allowed to say yeah, boy. Is that copyrighted? He can't do it or something? Yeah, gee. They wanted it to be non-gender specific, I guess, maybe? I guess. Women could get uh, loans, too? It's just like to when... To uh, credit, I would say, hands down, Flav Flav looks the best out of... I mean, it's not really a high bar, but Stephen Piercy, uh, Vince Neil, and Flav Flav. Flav Flav is, uh, is bringing the most heat. Yes. Stephen Piercy was very leathery. Yeah, yeah, he looks. It's not. <coughs> it's not the years. It's the miles. I guess, but you know, as Vince Neil demonstrates, uh, you know, a little bloat will get rid of those wrinkles. It's. <laughs> it's true. Stephen Piercy you know, had a little anti. It's anti a trick. McCoy. It's a trick I use myself. Oh. Just you know. Um, uh, anyway, I don't know. I shouldn't be taking shots at those. I don't know what's going on with me. But what I wanted to say is, no, Alex Skolnick and I, we went yes. to Gibson recently in Nashville and got like, I thought it was a Make-A-Wish Foundation because uh, it was so amazing. We had the best time. Mm. We We met Billy Gibbons. We got to hold his guitar. Well, Alex played it. I was too afraid. Oh. ZZ Top's Billy Gibbons for those yeah. 
who are like who if are anyone like, needs zz tops billy gibbon if anyone needs that they should give themselves a timeout <laughs> and go listen to yeah ZZ Top Le- Le- just just mute the player keep it playing just but go listen to ZZ Top. Listen to keep, keep it playing. Wait, I'm gonna grab my earbuds. So uh, just, uh, he's gonna go put some ZZ Top on, so he doesn't have to listen to us. He's gonna then, on a Zamboni. <laughs> we had dinner. We had dinner with uh, Cesar, and then Cesar, also sorry, hold on one second. Uh, Cesar from where? From Gibson. Oh, okay, yeah. You Can you hear me? Down. Yes. Yep. We had dinner at his house with uh, Megadeth's Dave Mustaine. Oh, we've heard of that guy. Oh, look, speaking yeah. Of... Is there a delay, or or am I uh, these these just hot lines just not landing? I think it just took <laughs> us a second to register that you actually had dinner with Dave Mustaine. We we were like taken aback. A lot of people don't picture us dining together, but it happened. I don't know that I picture him dining at all. What was the dinner? Did he enjoy it? Was he sociable? We have so many questions. He was was a delight. Uh, I believe we had tilapia or some sort of fish. Very nice salad. Um, We got in a heated debate about 38 special. Uh, Even though we're both fans, somehow we got in a debate about it. No, uh... No, he challenged me to name uh, a bunch of awesome 38 special songs, which was not hard to do. Was this like the hipster gatekeepery? Oh, you say you're a fan. We'll name a song other than Hold On Loosely. Cool guy. Was it he challenging you like that? I or? think so. He was like, hey, don't just be dropping 38 special at dinner if you can't back it up. And I did. And then he was like, all right, this guy's all right. You earned his respect. So what, what was yeah. the location? Was this someone's house? Uh, yeah, was it Cesar's house? Oh, okay, yes, I said the the uh, the boss man at Gibson. So that's cool. So it allowed Dave to show up, but also it gave him uh, easy excuse to be like, "I think I gotta go in case things did, things got a little unkosher here." In case you couldn't name the right thirty eight special songs. Yeah, if he was like, "If you're just gonna stop it, hold on loosely," and then I was like, "No," because I was gonna say uh, "Caught Up in You" also. And rocking into the night and then he's like okay i will stick around um yeah it was cool did you notice any sort of quirks with eating like did he not eat his vegetables does he, uh, does he prefer seltzer he kept going like hello me re- the, meet the real me and i was like really confused um <laughs> like, what is- was he just <laughs> muttering it to himself or was he saying it to people um no, he at one point um he said I want the pepper and I said this is the pepper. That's a reference of course to the peace cells who's buying video where the dad <laughs> it's not very good. I haven't had enough coffee but you see we, we, I posted we, we on where you social media. I think it was threads maybe um <laughs> and uh recently I posted uh, this is very deep, but I posted I, I said I was I was watching TV and my dad came in and yelled at me that he wanted to watch the news and I said this is the news and he got all pissed off and uh 
for the few people that understood the reference, it would really caused a lot of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave Mustaine is watching, so he's happy that you shouted it out. He is. I mean, I hope I, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school to say that we discussed 38 special at, at dinner. Yeah. Well, I look I will look be on the lookout to Blabbermouth in the next two weeks if he name drops you in headlines about how you betrayed his trust uh, or anything like that. If such a thing happens. I, I hope so. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, I mean, and I guess I got a backpedal. I honestly don't know if he ate the fish or not. I think he did. <laughs> Man, I, I don't have, know. I, terrible, I, I just know. I, terrible luck. I, Dave's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did. And there was some, it was delightful. It's like some hummus, like appetizer. It's great. Lovely evening. So, and was there any mention of like Ellison or or Metallica or anything like that? Or was there any 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 music talk beyond the thirty eight special? He can't go um, like a whole dinner without a. No, I don't think so. Really, I think we just kind of talked about other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then well, I'm trying to think. I don't know. There may have been passing references to stuff. Nothing controversial. Nothing, nothing uh, like nothing. Nothing that would make a blabbermouth headline. Right, and you know he keeps his politics pretty close to the vest now. After a, a little bit of a run about fifteen years ago, where he was a little loose tongued, and I feel uh, probably affected some of his audience. So since then, he's been a little more tight lipped. Did you get into any sort of a political discussion? Did he weigh in on the Israel-Hamas conflict well, over the tilapia? Oh well, no, that was this, this was before that. I, I think oh. this was before. Terrific. This was a couple months ago. No, we just mostly talked about you know guitars and cool you know mm. stuff you would imagine. A couple of few guys who just like to rip solos would talk about. He has a uh, you know some a cool couple cool Gibson models that are out or think one i don't know We're talking about just sweet guitars his tech uh brian jones was there he's a really nice guy just a lot of guitar talk string gauges silicon <laughs> versus germanium transistors things like that you know was there just, just like he- a room with stuff you could take take home like gear and whatnot no like a swag but- room at this guy's house no, not a swag room, but he has a sweet room full of guitars, and we went up there and and uh, played guitars. But I gotta say, like when you're in a room with Alex Skolnick and Dave Mustaine, I tend to get a little shy. Uh, I kind of, uh, I might just hit a couple open G chords and set it down, you know. <laughs> you don't want to make them look bad. That's the th- I understand. You're respectful because. They're the musicians, and you're just an all-around entertainer. So if you show them that you're a better guitar player than they are, then what do they have? They would have been. It would have bummed them out. But yeah. no, we we went when we're at Gibson. Me, me and Alex were and Cesar. Cesar, they have this thing, the Vault, um, which I believe is well documented. Again, I don't think this is a secret, but they have like just the holy grail of all, like first year of the first year Explorer, first year SG. They have like the sister of Greeny, you know, the Peter Green guitar that Kirk Hammett bought um, and plays 
live, even though it's like $2 million guitar. But, um, and we played these guitars. Cesar was so nice. Like these guitars are all valued at like a million, $2 million. And he's like, come on, let's go play them. So I was playing like a, Alex was playing like a $2 million Les Paul. I was playing a bargain $1 million Explorer. <laughs> and Cesar, I can't remember what guitar he was playing, but uh, we were just kind of jamming and trading solos. And um, it's kind of intimidating sitting in a guitar circle, trading off with Alex Golnick. He can do a lot of cool guitar stuff in all, in, in all genres. Has he, but uh, not, did he rap uh, for you? A rapture me like in a no rap for you. Oh, yeah. rap for me. He had a little burgeoning hip hop career there yeah, for a while. I don't know if you saw about that. When we talk, we mostly do speak in sort of rhyme battles. I have to say, <laughs> um, no, no, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's a delight, as you guys well know, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, yeah we've had him on the show. He's been very well documented, delightful. Yeah, as I said, he showed us his fridge. Yeah, I mean, as mentioned earlier, there's, I mean, basically, when you want to talk about metal gods who show you their fridge, there's basically me and Alex Golnick. Yeah. And then it's like your move, uh, James Hetfield. He never showed us his fridge. Your move. We have a book next week. Your move, Nurgle. (laughs) Nurgle. (laughs) What is the proper (laughs) pronunciation there? Do we know? Nurgle, but I like Nurgle. That's I think Nurgle has is a bit more sinister. Sinister, yeah, I believe. I agree. Um it sounds more black metal. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something to think about. <laughs> um your move, uh I was gonna say Dirk Benedict, but that's the guy from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> the A team, right? Udo Dirk Schneider. <laughs> There we go. We knew we'd find the correct Dirk eventually. Yeah, yeah. It's just again not enough coffee. Uh, then I'm I slip into Battlestar Galactica stars. It's quite all right. It happens to all of us. Now, yeah. before, you mentioned before we we mentioned you have a new book out, but then we sort of veered right away into Vince Neil. Why oh yeah, we us... got. I always this. I always yes. forget the big plug. We have to plug. I was just gonna gonna mention the book. You wrote a whole Tee book about hockey. Now, are you a, a, a lifelong hockey fan, or did you just uh, develop this uh, interest in the hobby just for the book? <laughs> I have a hockey night in Canada sweatshirt on. What do you think? Even though my friend Tom Attila Lewis literally just mailed this to me. But yeah, I mean, sort of the premise of the book is I'm from Cleveland. Thank you. The Paris of Northeastern Ohio, as you all know. And, but not a big hockey town, but my grandfather was from Clinton, Ontario. And as such, like my siblings and me were raised, you know, basically Canadian. We're forced to learn how to skate at like three years old. By the way, I appreciate the Islanders' gear. Thank you. Um, wouldn't have killed all of you guys to dress <laughs> hockey appropriate, but um, and that's in the book actually. Well, I'm jumping around. So anyway, so I got into hockey, but grew up, you know, not that many kids in my school were into hockey. It's like you know, everyone you, you gotta like the Browns. So I was like a uh, very lonely kid. 
And then so I wanted to write the book just expressing my frustration that hockey is not the number one sport in America. And also, you know, in my illustrious career, beyond being just a metal god, as we all know, um, you know, I've been able to do a lot of stuff that I always wanted to do as, you know, comedy and music and writing and acting and whatnot. At least sometimes just a little morsel in my professional life. But hockey is one area like where I never, you know, as we all know, I've never played professionally. Um, so I thought this book, <laughs> you're going to try a... to make that happen. Like, like, get the... No, my only goal that I'm trying and actually I'm, I'm making, um, progress on this, but anyway, so I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, kind of explore hockey and like use my publisher's money to travel around the world <laughs> and go to hockey games and things like that. Like, yes, I went to Kenya. I played with the one team in all of Kenya, the Kenya ice lions, went oh, to Finland, funny. saw pro games there. Uh, how was the Kenyan team? Any good? They were much better than I expected. I expected that I was going to go and just smack them around, but I was mistaken. It, it didn't probably didn't help that I was like literally like 25, 30 years older than some of them, <laughs> like, <laughs> and also really hungover. But, um, because what do they play? If they there's play, the only team, who else do they play? Who do they play against? It's more of a club. Like they yeah. go out, they they play against each other, and then sometimes mm. teams visit from other countries. In my minor defense, it was roller hockey. We were playing roller hockey because their rink was closed, and I had never played roller hockey before. Mm. And I still think if I came back and played ice hockey, I would smack them around a little bit. But, <laughs> um. What was I going to say? Something. Oh, so this is the thing. The new thing that I I really want to play the national anthem on guitar while on skates, even though it's been suggested to me that that second part would be an insurance liability. But I posted on Instagram. Can't you sign a waiver? Well, that's I figured. But I post, and I also want to take a slap shot from the blue line at some point during this um mm-hmm. while the guitar is strapped on or you'll put the guitar maybe i'll on. set it out down. with the guitar oh this is like, something to think about like this what is... if there there was a stick at the you know like the the neck of the stick of, uh, on the guitar mm-hmm. some, that has to exist know. right there has it to be has like to a, be yeah i mean what, or what, it what will I exist <laughs> i in, i envision going like finish it you know yeah set set it down feedback maybe i hit some cool pedals then grab a stick and then just line up you know five pucks boom and this is what i envision anyway so I had my book event in Brooklyn and Dumbo the other night and some people from the NHL came and were like, we're going to make it happen. Yes. Oh, so wow. that's nice. awesome. They said, you know, it might, but we're, it's, it, we're, it's going to happen. Um, and so, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm pre- that's my, that's probably the closest I'll make to the NHL. You basically have to mention this now in every interview so that it starts getting traction and picked up. And then, yeah, you know, the exactly. like of the world have to pick it up, putting it into the unit. Well, I posted about it on Instagram. I wrote a thing just saying like, this is what I want. And all these people reached out like, and then one, a buddy of mine 
was like, hey, the NHL just hired a new creative director and it's me. <laughs> and so, or well, I, I don't know if that was a, some, I don't know if that's the actual title, but something along those lines. So he, he got, you know, um, another NHL person to come to the event. And uh, so, yeah, we're getting some, and then some other people, but I also should say, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I am willing to work my way up through the minors, not on like a player right. would. I'm happy to go East Coast Hockey League, AHL, whatever. Uh, just show um, the work so you, so that the, yeah. the big leagues could be like, oh, this could work in our arena. Exactly. And it's not limited to the American National Anthem. I'll do Canadian. And, um, you know, I'm happy to go to the European leagues. Um, would you go to like a soccer game in Mexico? do it i guess it wouldn't work with ice skates i mean <laughs> i totally would now i really now now i'm kind of, now that i hear that out loud i'm like oh maybe i kind of want to do that more because <laughs> it seems like it would be more intense um yeah Especially i mean maybe the american national anthem <laughs> yeah just to really uh um <laughs> rile them up <laughs> no i don't know like i have this idea that maybe I was thinking the other day that maybe I would just try to play the national anthem at, at as many sporting events around the world as possible. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I mean, th- you know, it's there, dare to dream. I mean, there's so many games in so many countries that need people to play the national anthem. These slots need to be filled. You are here to fill some slots. I'm not even asking for that much. I want a free jersey, um, right. authentic, custom, right? Yeah, authentic it has custom, to be like your name, player. Yeah, like authentic game. You know, not a fan jersey. I'm not an idiot. Um, yeah, I don't like those I mean, stickers on the back. It just a, a few washes, they're gone. Yeah, you want the patch. You got to have the patch. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I want that and. Uh, Couple hundred bucks. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Seems very reasonable. reasonable. To me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, one of my questions was going to be like, what kind of comps were you able to secure? Now that you're a, because I feel like hockey, in a way, it's like the medal of the sports world. It's like the the disrespected like underdog sort of. Oh, one thousand percent. Um, and as I'm sure you guys know, Brian Slagle. Mm-hmm. huge metal fan um i actually he he had like a radio show and podcast with a guy from the nhl that was about metal and hockey and i was a guest on it a number of years ago and i was like this is maybe the greatest thing i've ever done because it was in the nhl offices and then at the end of it i don't know if they were just being nice but brian said that I was the first guest that was equally strong in metal and hockey. Said so usually the guests can only speak with authority on one one of the two subjects, mm-hmm. but I brought, as you can imagine, extreme <laughs> heat on both as, sides. As you did all, all things. Yes. Because no, they are very compatible. And uh yeah, I mean, and you know, metal bands, I think often do like a hockey jersey, Amon Amarth, Pantera. I saw a really great Venom 
hockey jersey on eBay. Did you buy um, it? I kind of circled around it. It was like I have a price point what I'm willing to pay for a hockey jersey on eBay, and they wanted a little too much. You know, when Metallica played at the Islanders' old uh, Nassau Coliseum uh, venue, they did a uh, like a Metallica version of the of the fisherman logo. So it was like the fisherman guy. Yeah, the, the third jersey with the skull with the Metallica skull and it had the it had Metallica in the Islanders uh, font. It was very cool. Where, why do we lose Rob? Did he lose interest? <laughs> He's just not a hockey guy, I guess. Did he just check out entirely? <laughs> he's maybe like, he's I, running to put on a jersey. He's gonna drive by in a Zamboni. Not, he oh, just got a deal is. with uh, dollarloan.com. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I had to go shoot my Zamboni commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um the Islanders, if I can say, not to plug my book, The Awesome Game, One Man's Incredible Globe Crushing Hockey Odyssey, which I insist all viewers and or listeners go by right now um in the book when i was a kid my cousins grew up on long island and one year and this is in the 80s peak islanders stanley cup dynasty years uh, a fellow by the name of brian trache moved in down the block oh my god yeah basically you know star of the team or one of the stars and so i was at my cut i was visiting for the summer and I was like, will you guys take me to meet Brian Trache immediately? <laughs> and almost all of my cousins wisely said no. But uh, <laughs> my cousin Molly, who was young enough not to know better, was like, yeah, let's go down to his house right now. So we just like walked down the street barefoot <laughs> and stood on his front lawn until he came outside. And then he did come outside. Yeah. And uh, and bat. then so for the book, I interviewed him. Oh, wow. Um, he's a chapter in the book. And I tried to bring up the lawn incident, but uh, it, it didn't really t- take. But we had he didn't nice... remember. Well, I tried. It was kind of like I was like, you know, my cousins live down the street from you in Manhasset. And uh, he didn't take the bait, really. But I feel like maybe he knew where it was headed. I think my my publisher probably told him. We had the same publisher, so I think they basically <laughs> were like, "This weird guy stood <laughs> on your front lawn, and now, over thirty years later, he's back." I gotta tell you, like I was, I was young when those cups were happening. Uh, but my mother took me to see the the last cup. I went to the conference uh, finals. Against oh, Boston is amazing, and I I didn't like really fully process what I was seeing, you know, because I was too young. But Brian Trachier and all those guys, really, and Clark Gillies and Potvin and all those guys became they were like they stayed around the culture of the team for so long, and they were like gods. So even though like when oh, I was yeah. a teenager, it was like already the nineties or whatever, but you, you still revered these guys as like Mount Rushmore. So it's like that, that's oh totally. Story. I went Clark Gillies, the late great Clark Gillies. From Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. You're probably wondering, Dave, have you ever traveled to Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan solely because that's where Clark Gillies is from? And the answer is yes, I have. I went to his town. 
I was in Saskatchewan and I was like, I'm, I made it this far. I'm going to finish the job and go to Moose Jaw. And uh, I even tried to find his childhood home. I was not successful in that mission, but that'll happen. Uh, addresses are obscured sometimes. Um, if anyone listening knows, hit up Dave. If you know, yeah. Did you ask I... Brian Trache when you talked to him if he had by any chance had the address? I should have, but uh, I mean, I interviewed three pro for like players that were like kind of meant a lot to me in my youth. And all of the interviews were like Chris Farley talking to Paul mm. McCartney. <laughs> I was completely terrified the whole time. And like listening back, I fortunately I sent them to a transcription service. Oh, no. So I wouldn't have to listen to it myself because I listened to like a few minutes of each. I talked to Slava Fetisov from the Soviet Union team, you know, Miracle on Ice. Uh, you know, he was like that terrifying, you know, and then, you know, played for the Red Wings and uh, just an amazing uh, player and person. And um, also since, since I interviewed him has been banned for life from the United States, but no, um, what did you do? Well, it, what's that? Because, <laughs> because of the of no, interview. he it just because of the I interviewed him before the invasion of uh, Ukraine, okay. and uh, and since he's um, he holds a position in the Russian government, mm-hmm. um, uh, he he was on a long list of people that are no longer yeah. welcome. Um, mm. So your book is theoretically kind of treasonous. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's a, a controversial book. It's, um, <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. Like there's, and I ended up not really addressing this in the book because it's meant to be, uh, you know, and just kind of a humorous light read, but like that happened after I talked to him and I had a paragraph sort of talking about it, but then it was so, it felt a bit jarring in the chapter mm. to be like, oh, by the way, he's banned for life. Um, <laughs> and then so we said, oh, that doesn't really fit in too well. Plus, you know, I, you know, I think it was just, a, you know, wrong place, wrong time thing for him. Yeah. He <laughs> happened to be a member of uh, the Russian government. Uh, <laughs> but wrong place being Russia. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, um, my point being. But yeah, then there's another guy, Len Frigg, this sort of journeyman player that played for the Cleveland Barons for one season. And I sat behind the penalty box when I was a kid, just a little baby boy. And I remember his name so vividly. <laughs> My whole life, I was just like, where is he now? Like, he's out there somewhere. So uh, for this book, I was like, it's time. I'm going to find him. And I paid $5 to whitepages.com. This is terrifying. <laughs> and it just is like, uh, and it's this guy's name. And it was like 70 years old. I was like, it's got to be him. And they gave me a phone number. He answers. It's his cell phone. This is so scary. Oh, my this God. And I was like, is this Len Frigg from the Cleveland Barons? He's like, yeah. And, uh, or, you know, he's like, uh, I played one season in the 70s, but I uh, guess... <laughs> um, and I stalked him. I just kind of like kept calling him and texting him for 
a year and then finally he was like i'm coming to, i'm gonna be in new york and we got together for beers and uh and chips and guacamole sure okay. um and it was completely amazing just um just goes to show you if you stalk someone long enough anything is possible well, that's how we got we you had, on the show exactly exactly i find this like fine um no uh r.i.p live cast i guess you don't call uh you don't reference the former site anymore do you that is no. correct though i won't even mention it that's how um you're pro that's i'm a pro, complete pro i don't want you guys to have to do any complicated editing when this episode's <laughs> over very nice of you but i mean Imagine rob it. and we i have known advertise. each other yeah. yeah no rob and i have, i mean gosh we've known each other since uh i mean i believe the first uh no life till leather demo i believe no <laughs> how did you meet yeah, I, I don't even know that i think story. it's been like 15 years or whatever it's been uh, a long time it's, it's been a while it's what was the meet cute of, of this uh, relationship how did you how did you meet each other just like kind of uh, bad motherfuckers club, you know, you like game recognized game. You know what I mean? Like you just like, yeah, yeah this guy's cool. I'm yes. cool. Speak Rob, together. Uh, no, Rob is serving I, drinks. I, I think you, you performed at like a UCB, like one of those like hot tubs or something like that. Like one of those variety shows. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, I very much connected with your sense of humor. And then I looked you up and saw that you were, into metal and you had a photo with dio signing your guitar and i was like oh i <laughs> uh, should get this guy a metal injection and then yeah oh, edit that morphed into the no the no Rob. oh, oh no. I, i'm far less professional than, <laughs> than um today. but yeah yeah dio i still have i have a guitar signed an acoustic this is i would argue the only one of its kind i have an acoustic guitar Signed by Ronnie James Dio and Ira Glass, host of This American Life. <laughs> um, Separately, or they did it? At, they were in the room together when this happened. No, well, they both did uh, the same show, not together. My old UCB show, mm. and so Dio. I, I had he did it in LA the first time I did the show in LA and it was right before he got together with back together with Black Sabbath what was later called Heaven and Hell mm. um and he came I was I've never been so nervous I don't think um he showed up and you know full Ronnie James Dio like he's not like you know he wasn't wearing sweatpants he was fully black lace and looking amazing and uh he did the show and he signed my guitar and then ira did the show sometime later in new york and he's like who signed your guitar and i said ronnie james dio and this is my experience with dio there's two kinds of people in the world in this world there's people that fully understand the majesty of ronnie james dio and then there's people that don't know who Ronnie James Dio is. Like there's no, there's no such thing as like vague familiarity with Ronnie James Dio. Yeah. It's like, it's all or nothing. So I was like, you don't know who Ronnie James Dio is. And he's like, no. And so 
as he was talking, I, I was like, this is the yin and yang of my life, basically, <laughs> is Ronnie James Dio and Ira Glass. That's like the two extremes of my uh-huh. worlds. <laughs> and so I was like, you have to sign this guitar to balance out the universe, basically. <laughs> was that show um, ever recorded? Because I saw your show there several times. It was always great. And it's such a oh, diverse, you. diverse uh, guests on there. I mean, we had Dick Cavett. I mean, mm-hmm. that was one of the best live shows, interview shows I've seen. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, he did it a few times and, you know, has since become a dear friend. Um, but no, there was some, like, some recordings of it. There's some little clips on YouTube, but really in the sort of years that I was doing that, especially like the best, the best years of it, I would say was like before iPhones, before, uh, Mm -hmm. before it would have been so easy to do. Like, like when I was, when those guys were on, it was like, you would still have to bring a camera and a tripod and set it up and, so some of it was taped, but yeah, there's sadly not like a really good archive of that stuff. Sucks. Yeah, but you know, um, always have the memories. Yeah, we'll always have the memories. I'm happy, you know. I'm more about street cred anyway. I would rather have people talking on the street about the amazing like, oh, you stuff. You should have than... been there. You should have been there. The Dave Hill explosion. You should have been there, kid. Yeah, exactly. I prefer that. Like, don't you? I really like hearing about, you know, everyone's every show you go to. I saw Quicksand last night here in Philly. Like, you know, people are just taping. There's people that just have their phone up Mm -hmm. the whole time. And I would much rather have someone tell me about a show I missed than to be like, oh, here's some shitty footage. Yeah. I would like, I, who, who goes and what? Like, I like taping like 20 seconds. Just so in my time hop or whatever, like, oh, three years ago, I was at the show, like, you know, just reminding me that I have my own memories. But I agree with you. I don't see the point of uh, like these pseudo documentaries. (laughs) We don't need this. We don't need this documented. Put it down. Yeah. And then people like they'll go like. Oh, like, oh, I, I, I should, you know, the band didn't come to my town, so I deserve to be able to see it. And it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. Like, because I'm old enough to remember a time when the band didn't come to your town. You drove to that, whatever the town they were in. Yeah. You go see them. Or you just wait till the next time. I don't know. I don't know. Grandpa's got a lot of hang-ups, I guess. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Bands but you know not the getting one- royalties off of those YouTube bootleg clips exactly right but i the the one most i like going to saint vitus like for many reasons but among them is there's so few people that do that with the phones Mm -hmm. there but then when someone does do it i'm not afraid my move is like someone's taping and i stand behind them and i just jab their armpit (laughs) and and then and then I turn and then I start watching the show like I didn't just do that. And they get <laughs> spooked and they kind of go like, what, what happened? I don't what's happening. And then they put the phone away. So it, it's just a kind of a cowardly way to get rid of it rather than running people. Yeah. But it works every time. You just kind of give a little. Or if I've had a bit to drink, throw oh. like 
ice or an empty cup at their phone. Oh. And then also deny that you did it. And, and also Sleep with St. Vitus, it's even more ridiculous because there's someone there for basically every show at the soundboard documenting the, the live footage. So you can get it. You don't need to record it. Yeah, you can get like a really, yeah, if you want to see yeah, it's an amazing yeah. version of it that's uploaded. Yeah. But anywho, uh, Dave, thank you so much for your time. And, uh, oh, you're get you're getting rid of me, aren't you? Wow, <laughs> friendship's over, is, just like that. This is really awkward. Um, where did I lose you? Was it? The... <laughs> it was when you admitted to poking him in the armpit the last time he was. Yeah, like yeah. realizing it was you that that, that gave me this <laughs> armpit scar over here. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's gentle, just sort of not not hard, yeah, just yeah. kind of like just just a little tap to be like to be like, hey, stop that. To disrupt but, um, the video. Um, no, I, I should go because I told Rob that I think that's why he's getting rid of me and not because of my controversial takes on 38 special. <laughs> and it's your treason. treason, too. That's the other. I know. I, I told, I, you know, I described exactly what fish Dave Mustaine and I mm. have together when we dine together. You exposed that fridge behind you, too. I also I wanted to follow up about the fridge. That, is that like a supplementary fridge or is that the the fridge of the house it's the fridge i mean i'll just let's just get it over with um <laughs> let's go out on this as i remind people to buy my book the awesome game one man's incredible flow of crushing hockey odyssey which includes um plenty of metal references by the way uh, oh, someone jabbed you in the armpit while you were filming there. This is horrible. This is horrible. Uh oh, okay. Lost oh, there he is. There we go. Um, I'm trying to. This is set us. There the we go. Fridge, okay, the fridge is built into the cabinetry, so it's like. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, you know how like when you walk into a kitchen and you see the fridge and in plain view and you're like fuck this kitchen i didn't Disgusting. come in here to see a yeah. goddamn refrigerator uh, who wants in that? this kitchen it's hidden it just looks like a cabinet it's discreet. so you're, you're not you're not greeted by an unsightly refrigerator anyway you, but yeah you, oh, i'm sorry do you have time for one like quick hockey question because there was something Shoot. you meant you mentioned the cleveland uh, barons and i don't sure. know what the time frame is or when exactly this happened but i mean they left like you lost your team like i can't fathom any of my teams moving i don't know if you were old enough it was a, probably the 70s right so maybe you weren't old enough it was the 70s so they moved it, to Minnesota. i wasn't i wasn't born yet but weirdly managed to attend the game anyway when i was like six <laughs> years old I, I i wouldn't be born for another 20 years but i what i did somehow manage to go to a game as a six-year-old um yeah they moved to minnesota and it was it was sad because um, and now Columbus Blue Jackets are the only team in Ohio NHL team, and people always are like, "Oh, do you like Columbus?" I'm like, "No, I hate hate that team because I want Cleveland to have a team." Right. Um, so yeah, there's there's been minor league teams in and out of town, but um. Isn't there still a Cleveland team? Barons team, like a minor league Cleveland Barons team or something? The name is kind of being used now. In fact, in my video 
for my song about my book, The Awesome Game. As, as With all my books, I write a song and do a music video because I think that's what an author should do. You can watch this on YouTube, The Awesome Game. I filmed it at the Baron's Rink, but I think they're like a high-level like youth lead. Like they have like oh. travel teams. Like they're real kids that are really good play for the Barons and travel around and play other kids who are really good and have cool hockey hair and stuff in the, in the, you know, Midwest. But so yeah, so there is, are you, a, are you a Rangers guy now? Cause you're in New York in the city. Yeah. I'm a Rangers guy just cause I, yeah. Living in New York, I just kind of root wherever I just into the home. I'm more a lover of the game. So I just root for the home team. And if I didn't live in New York, I would just root for the team wherever I live, but I go Rangers and if they get set for Minnesota, um, if the Rangers get bumped, which historically, you know, has happened every season for the last 29 <laughs> years, they haven't won the cup since 94, I think. Yep. And before that, 1940. Yeah. And you're probably like, Dave, did you meet Mark Messier when you were 11? Yeah. And <laughs> did you meet, did you meet him again after the 94 cup? Yeah, I did. Did I get his autograph both times? Yeah. Did I lose both those autographs? Yeah, also. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened to them. And then, but uh, but yeah, when the Rangers get bumped, then I just switch to like the next, you know, I like the Islanders. I like the Canadians. I like the Canucks. Devils? Um, How do you feel about the Devils? Very anti-Devils. Me too. Although they look very good this year. but They yeah. do, but I mean... Even though they've been in the league for like 30 years now, to my mind, they're a brand new expansion team. <laughs> yes. And I don't like expansion teams uh, generally. Uh, at, you know, after a certain point, basically, if you join the league after 1985, I consider you a brand new team. <laughs> and, and, uh, and also, I mean, it's, you can read about this in my book, The Awesome Game, One Man's Incredible Globe Crushing Hockey Odyssey. There is a chapter on jerseys, which if I can connect it to metal, which I understand is not as much of a priority here as it used to be. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do talk to Brian Slagle uh, in that chapter because he at one point had the world's largest collection of hockey jerseys. And... I talk about the fact that most of the NHL jerseys are a disappointment and the, the devil's jersey, you call yourselves the devils and the best you can do is have like one letter has a devil's tail on it. What the, come on, what a missed yeah. up. They should have fucking crazy like Baphomet or like a goat, <laughs> like all crazy. They should have the Venom logo basically, I think, but um, their jerseys suck. I and, like their uh, jersey. I think it's a good color scheme. But I, I, I get what you're saying. I agree. They could really play up the Satanism here. Yeah, it just missed. It's a missed opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. They're scared so, of backlash. You know, the Devil Rays got rid of Devil from their name, and that wasn't even re referencing a real devil. I know. It's oh, I didn't even stupid, realize. You know? Though I will say the New Jersey Devil's third jersey just says jersey on it. The black one, yeah. yeah, and I and I was I do like that. I think whoever, I mean, it's a thing that was hiding in plain sight. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And if they were to do a fourth jersey, it should just say sweater. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do like that that they were like, let's do it, guys. And it's like a double meaning. Mm-hmm. Whoever came up with that, like probably clocked out at noon, was just like, I'm giving myself the rest of the day off. It's too good of an idea. <laughs> But there we go. Yeah, that's right. That's really oh yeah, good. that looks really nice. And if you as check much, out the, the joke, I mean, it's a nice looking jersey too. Yeah. Very, oh, yeah. it's great. I mean, as much I almost take back everything I just said because I would totally wear that jersey, even though I don't <laughs> like the the devils. But um, anyway. need a Tony Soprano patch on the sleeve there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I should go. We're gonna go get some lunch, and um, I realized I blew it early on with the thirty eight special stuff and i apologize what i don't know i don't know Wait. i'm gonna text rob i feel like i some something i pissed rob off in this episode <laughs> i don't know what i did and we'll talk um, offline even, we'll talk offline. even though i'm open to socializing with all of you the three of you rob and i are the only ones that really uh spend any time together i'm not complaining to you guys but anyway i'm just saying like rob and i there's more on the line and I feel like upset him because we have uh, a friendship that goes beyond the screen right now. <laughs> and I guess we'll talk about it soon. I don't know what what happened. Perhaps, perhaps Rob's re- gets re- therapy. Rob's relationships yeah. are notoriously mercurial, so don't feel yes. bad. I mean, this happens. <laughs> but you know. That's how we keep it going. But yeah, I'll let you guys, um, you know, beef up the back end of the show with content that will be of value to your fans and uh and i'll just you, take my leave thank you thank, thank you so you much for your time. Time. thanks for having me and great to see you guys as always handsome as always oh, and um same and everyone buy my book or i'll be sad that's right uh thank you dave the book is the awesome game one man's incredible globe crushing hockey odyssey and you can get it everywhere i've already ordered it what a delightful um, human being. Uh, I think you're in like, dream theater. Wait, what's going okay. on? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What did you say? <laughs> Sorry, I just saw there's a off. question about um, what do you think about Mike Portner rejoining dream theater? I think it's good. I'll go out on that. <laughs> All right. I'll go out on that. I'll go out big. <laughs> All right. Dave Hill, everybody. Dave Hill, bless his heart. Tremendous. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Who asked that? I missed the chat. Colin, I, uh, Colin, just, over, Colin uh, I was on full screen. I didn't see the chat. And uh, I want to mention, uh, so one thing I want to talk about, uh, off topic of, of Dave Hill or hockey or anything. Can I just is, say one thing about Dave Hill before we move on to the yeah. next thing? Uh, we just saw him in Kevin McDonald's. Uh, I wanted to mention mm. this. But Dave had oh, a go. Right. Kevin McDonald's show. He was he had a big part in that. And he played all, a lot of the guitar parts. It was great. And that was fantastic. I don't know. Does he tour with, or was he just because he was in New York? Is he a part of that show I'm not, I'm not all sure. around, all around the tour? Because if he, if if he is, go see him and see the show anyway. But Dave was great in that too. Uh, but yeah, so changing gears a little, uh, I saw the new Mission Impossible movie last night, and the reason I was uh, excited to see, and I have to say it. For a Mission Impossible movie, it was excellent. It, like, no complaints. Moves really quickly. Very easy plot to follow. And just lots of 
cool original new action scenes where like it really got me to put my phone down and just pay attention because it was like wow this is this is really high end i think Um, it's getting to the point where it's fair to say that that could be the best action franchise ever like there are no bad movies in it in my opinion yeah yeah no like some of the stuff i'm just like wow this like they put the camera on the motorcycle that Tom Cruise is right. Like it, it, you're just right there. It's so cool. Um, but the reason I, I, I was excited to watch this is because the plot of the movie, the villain of the, the movie is this AI known as the entity. And I read that uh, recently uh, our president, Joe Biden, <laughs> Uh, also known as movie. the entity. Also, <laughs> watch this movie, <laughs> and and watching this movie helped him grasp the dangers <laughs> of AI, yeah. and, and which is why he passed uh, certain legislation. I want to read this excerpt from this uh, uh, Associated Press Some, article. Someone should help him grasp his sippy cup before he worries about <laughs> grasping AI. Uh, the issue of AI was seemingly inescapable for Biden at Camp David one weekend. He relaxed by watching the Tom Cruise film Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. The film, the film's villain is a sentient and rogue AI known as the Entity that sinks a submarine and kills its crew in the movie's opening minutes. Quote, if it hadn't already been concerned. Uh, if it hadn't already been concerned about what could go wrong with AI before that movie, he saw plenty more to worry about, <laughs> said Reed, who watched the film with the president. Governments around the and So I just so having this knowledge, right. I'm watching the movie and it adds <laughs> such a fun layer to the movie of just imagining how this senile old man <laughs> interprets certain like like the exposition of explaining what the entity is. And there, there's a scene where uh, Tom Cruise is is running. And, you know, one of the, the tropes of the film is Simon Pegg's character is always in his ear directing him where to go. And at some point, the entity hacks into that feed and using AI uh, mimics Simon Pegg's voice to give Tom Cruise (laughs) improper directions. So I'm just imagining Biden being like, they can't do that, can they? My God, we got to stop it. So so I have to say, beyond this being a great action movie, I highly recommend watching it because of how simplistic the plot is and imagining how that simplistic plot is completely freaking out the guy with his finger on the button. (laughs) Can I just also add that this is like, on number eight million on the list of things that people were afraid of Trump being the president over, and Joe Biden is doing all of them. Like they, he's gonna watch a movie and think it's real and blow up a country. Like now it's real again. I mean, not that that wasn't important. To well, worry to be about fair, that Trump also either. happened with Trump, didn't it? Yes. It, no, I'm not saying Trump didn't do this. Stuff. I'm just saying, like, well, yeah, no, Fox think, News I, is gonna tell him what to do. You know. It's the same. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I, I, I'm I'm confusing my stories. The story I was thinking of was, was Trump would watch Bloodsport, and fast forward through all the non-action scenes. <laughs> Just get to the fights. Just get to the well, blood. To be fair, that is a good way to watch Bloodsport. Just saying, not to defend <laughs> yeah. Trump at all. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that. But no, it was a it's a it's a fun movie. I don't know. Sid, are are you a fan of the Mission Impossible series? I think maybe the second one was the last one that I saw. Hmm. So I've sort of lost track. 
They do a very good job of of giving you like what you expect from the movie, but also putting a twist on it so that it's like each movie's kind of fresh. So you're getting what you're getting what you you're getting the second movie basically over and over, but it's different enough that it's very interesting. Okay. And exciting. Yeah. I feel there's just too many at this point. I would have to go back and watch them all. It's just not going to happen. You really, you could just watch this new one. There's like a previously on that kind of explains oh. everything you'd need to know. <laughs> I still haven't even seen the last Top Gun movie. No, I, just, I, don't, I don't care about that. But that was I never liked hit. the first one that much. Yeah, same. But that was like the biggest hit of the year. The year it came out, like what was yeah, it? Yeah, that was just because it was the first, just the first movie back in theaters. That's why, or one of the first. First blockbuster, I suppose, back in theaters. The other thing that was uh, weird about the movie was that Simon Pegg now looks older than Tom Cruise because only <laughs> one of he them has clearly, yeah, only one of them's aging. doing Botox. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say only one of them cleared his thetans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. Well, I guess that too. I guess it's here. Unless Simon Pegg is also a Scientologist, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Simonology. I mean, you hang around Tom Cruise that much, eventually he's going to convince you, probably, no. right? Like, how many? He's been in all the movies with him, right? Yeah. That's uh, a lot of. No. The first one? No. Yeah, he only started when J.J. Abrams took over. I think yeah. it was like the second or third one. Bing uh, Rain. El Dudorino uh, points out that today is not only his birthday, happy birthday, Dudorino, but also Bobka's birthday, which uh, I completely did not put together. Wow. <laughs> just now. Oh it is my uh, it's uh, Bobka six years old. I mean, I actually realized it last week, but Rob, I, I she doesn't know. So it's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. She doesn't uh, remember how old you are either. Yeah, it's but more it's it reflects poorly on you than her. Like she's uh, she's now at the halfway point. It's kind of scary. I don't like. Well, she, don't let her she's, see that. Is she? Is it six years since she was born, or you adopted mm-hmm. her? No. uh I adopted her when she was like uh, four or five months. Oh, okay. So we've just, yeah, yeah, no, we we've uh, declared November fourth as, as her birthday. That's just okay. The number we picked, like Fair. arbitrarily, just based on the like the months of uh, away, and the way it was determined was how her, how quickly her teeth fell out or something like that uh, from the vet. Yeah. When you smacked her in the face that time? No, oh. ever. When you found it, how dare you run away from me? I yeah. love you. Learn her a lesson. Um, I that's what I did, but my cat, I they they gave me a a, a birth date, uh, so it was like a, a year and a month before I got him. But that could have been rounded off. Who the fuck? Knows, Probably. But, mm-hmm. but I kind of I have been given some information about his birthday, so I use that. Uh, have you guys watched any movies recently that uh, stuck out to you? No. I've been watching. I have to. I mean, I have to watch a shit ton of movies for my schooling. Mm. So I, I've been like kind of delving. You know, I've been sort of more. It's like a morass of movies that I have to watch for school. So I've been lagging behind on watching new things. But I wanted to tell you, Rob. I watched Man with a Movie Camera. I might have mentioned this to you, which is like an old classic movie, but it's a documentary, uh, but by Ru- Soviet Russians in the thirties. And it's just insane that they do stuff in this documentary that you do not see like done today. It was just they were figuring out how to make movies, basically. And it's just a day in the life of like Soviet Russia and just people going to work, coming home, working at factories, blah, blah, blah. It's just 
phenomenal. I recommend that to anybody if you huh? just like cinematic experiences. It's like an IMAX movie, basically. It's like the 30s equivalent of an IMAX. They're just showing off what the camera can do, basically. Mm. And it's so good. That's cool. Uh, also, this story is a little old, but uh, we could uh, quickly run through it because this is my kind of gossip. Oh, boy. And it's, uh, I guess, now former NBA player, right? Dwight Howard, not in the NBA. I mean, I, th- I don't think he's officially retired, but. Nobody wants him. Yeah. He tried Inactive. out for the Warriors, I think, and they ended up not signing him for oh, the season. Well, uh, uh, Dwight Howard was recently accused of sexual assault, which he oh, denies. No. Uh, and okay. uh, the sexual assault accusation, the twist here is they come from Babka. a man. Oh, a man. A man. He assaulted a man sexually. He assaulted a man sexually. Allegedly. Allegedly. So for here's the ESPN article. Former NBA star Dwight Howard has denied sexual assault and battery allegations filed against him earlier this year Damn, and asked battery. the court to dismiss a civil lawsuit he is facing in Georgia. In court documents obtained by ESPN, Howard said Monday that he engaged in, quote, consensual sexual activity with a man named Stephen Harper. So that was so when when the story was initially released, uh, it was like, hey, I'm a man. And I I, I discussed I, I hooked, you know, I exchanged messages with Dwight Howard on Instagram and we were going to have sex. And then he assaulted me. And then Dwight Howard's response was like, there was no assault. <laughs> which I thought was a little comedic because it was just like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, but, um, and also a little sexy. Now is Dwight <laughs> Howard, I'll ask Sid this because I'm like not as up on NBA mm-hmm. culture as you are. Mm-hmm. Is there like some kind of open secret that Dwight Howard is gay or is this new information? This is, the, I feel like this is the first uh, indication of it. His story back in the day was so when he came into the league, he was like this super Christian dude. His whole thing was I'm going to bring the word of God to people. Like Red I'm going to use my NBA platform to spread the word of God and wholesome family values. I remember and that. then very shortly after he got into the league, it came out that he had like five kids by five different women. Mm-hmm. So that was his thing. And then his, his thing, That's yeah. biblical. And then his thing became that all his teammates hated him and he was really fucking annoying. And then now I guess this is his thing. <laughs> so in the original complaint, Harper's lawyer said that he and Howard first began corresponding over direct messages on Instagram in May 2021 with Harper initiating the exchange. Harper accused Howard of sexually assaulting him at Howard's home during the subsequent encounter quote we fully anticipated mr howard to raise the issue of consent in his answer harper's complaint also accused howard of intentional infliction of emotional stress and false imprisonment howard's response denied those allegations quote what was a private consensual encounter was made public for profit and mr howard looks forward to bringing the truth to light in a court of law so he claims that uh the other thing was I remember was that it wasn't just Howard; it was Howard and another male friend of his mm-hmm. that like held him against his will. And well, and I think the thing him. was the guy came over thinking it was just going to be him and Dwight Howard fucking, right? And then Dwight's like, "Actually, no, my this guy is going to be part of it too." And the accuser was like, "No, no, no, I'm not into that." Right. And they were like, "Well, you're going to be." Well, he can't play too many minutes, you know. He's got to get a little breather. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's, Imagine he's still the fucking. 
There's like a guy standing on the sidelines doing his in his warm-ups, like ready to come <laughs> in the, the game. With the tearaway pants and then yeah. he's just naked underneath them. <laughs> the next, the next, at the next horn, he comes in and starts fucking. <laughs> oh, the horn is right. <laughs> That's great. I really I mean, hope th- these charges are false because <laughs> us goofing on all this might uh, be a bad luck, but. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm not I, on the rape. I mean, that's yeah. it's just the funny to think of a, a basketball player yeah. tagging out and coming yeah. in. Yeah, and I think I think I tend to believe Dwight Howard in this. This does seem to be like a seems fishy. If you don't hook me up, I'm going to tell everybody you're gay. Oh, so so wait, so uh, maybe I, I I heard Rob wrong when he was reading the story. I thought Dwight Howard said yes, I did fuck him, but it was consensual. Is mm-hmm. that yeah? So they so he is gay. Or at least bisexual, but I think he's sort of like to take that aspect of blackmail away from the accuser. I see. It's like, I'll just fess up to that because whatever. Well, he actually uh, recently did an Instagram live where he addressed like, oh, you know, what what we're exactly what we're talking about here. So let let me play that. Uh, Somebody on Twitter grabbed it. Oh, boy. So here's here's his response. With the nonsense. Worry about all this bullshit crap. Mind your business. Oh, they say you going on dates. So, to be, this was an Instagram live, so he's responding to people. So, somebody ah. just did like a supercut. That's why there's cuts. Bro, why the hell do you or anybody care who the hell I spend my time with? That's the problem with y'all people. Y'all worrying about who people spend their time with. Hmm? Whatever I'm doing in my bedroom is my damn business. Whatever you doing in your bedroom is your damn business. That ain't for everybody. And everybody don't need to know. You ain't got to say anything about what you're doing in your fucking house. It's your house. You ain't got to explain that to nobody. No matter what they say, they can say anything. Who well, gives two shits? Y'all too damn nosy. Word about to, to be fair, when you get accused of assault, then you're going to have to go ahead and explain what yeah. you did in your house yeah. to a court of law. Sure. <laughs> yeah, as also, long as it's consensual. Well, he's yeah. arguing it was consensual. Yeah. So is he sort of accidentally the second out gay NBA player? It seems like it, right? Yeah. Who's yeah. the first? Who's the? Jason, Jason Collins. Collins. But he just did, oh, he that's admitted right. it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I forgot. But then and that he was admitted like it. That's not the word I want to use. He, he, he came out. <laughs> he I don't think he admitted it. It makes it sound negative. I'm sorry. And then he was on the Nets for a few games. Worried about what I'm doing. career ended after that. Yeah. Doing in my bed. Hell, the people who know what's going on in my bed, they know what the hell going on with my bed. I bet they And what the hell I do in it. That ain't for everybody on the internet. That ain't for no blogs. That ain't for no websites. I don't got to tell nobody where I put my wood at. Oh. Since y'all want to get to it. Damn. Like Dave Hill with his, his guitar shooting the shots at uh, the National Anthem. Uh, now I'm picturing Dwight Howard shooting slap shots with his cock. Oh, my God. I bet Rob's picturing oh my that God. as well. Absolutely. Business. It's cold. It has to hit the ice at some point. Y'all just weird. Oh, man. A if you want to know what people doing in their <laughs> bedroom and who they messing with and sleeping with, you are weird. You're the weird one. Oh, shoot. Y'all heard about that, Dwight? They said Dwight was in a text message and a guy. Nigga, who cares? I mean, it's... it's, Who cares who I was text messaging? 
You can't apologize. No one takes messaging. Yo, ugly. That's what it is. They're yeah. jealous of the, the. I am worrying about the wrong stuff. Hit me up, Dwight. Focus on you. Would you fuck That's Dwight? Worrying about who and somebody Absolutely. dead. And I was telling Seth that, that, like, uh, uh, what the story is when he got it when he rose to fame with the uh, the uh, slam dunk contest. I remember watching, being like. Oh my goodness! Hello, Dwight Howard, <laughs> and and then and then Sid was like, "Oh well, he's like super Christian, you know," and, and you know, and I was like, "Oh, that's a shame." Yeah. Not realizing, see, my gaydar was way lower. <laughs> I don't blame him. He does not send off gay vibes to me. Uh, well, I think the aesthetics w- was w- what really uh, caught my attention of it. Like he used to be very muscular. Oh yeah, he still uh, is. Yeah, he's jacked yeah, yeah, yeah. I think to be fair, like, I, I had no he's idea. Not as, as, as defined. Uh, He's getting older. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. But you know, still would not kick him out of bed. But you, but you, but you're not put off by sexual assault, Alec. Oh, you know you're BJJ now. So you're yeah, yeah, I know it's kind of part of the fun. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! If only Dave Hill was here to hear that. <laughs> also, probably Rob. Like, if if Dwight Howard was there and was like, "Do you mind if my friend joins?" Rob would probably be into it anyway. Like, yeah. I don't, I think don't know. A... I, I can understand that though. Like, what if it was I, I Stan Van Gundy, his former coach? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's the fear. It's like, what if it's somebody that I'm a hundred percent not attracted to? Like, I don't want to have to per- like pretend. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Stan Van Gundy is not really yeah, right. I will say, yeah, yeah. Stan, I've seen him <laughs> on TV is. this in the during the new season. He's lost weight. He looks good. He looks a lot better. <laughs> Let's see what he looks like. I'm going to look up what he looks like. But, yeah, Still but way that better might... looking than his brother, Jeff. But see, I, so I'm as... saying, like, to, to, to the point of the accuser, I, I can understand how that completely kills the vibe, you know? Right. Uh, but also, uh, Rob, uh, like, as soon as Rob says yes, that might kill the, the vibe for Dwight Howard. He might like springing somebody on the person and mm. like, you're going to fuck this guy. Oh, and... that might be his kink. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Rob uh, says yes. He's like, wait, I'm not into it. I don't shit want you anymore. into it. Yeah. This is lost weight. A lot of these pictures are older. He, are I'm old, telling you, sure. he he's lost a lot of weight since these pictures. There's one there where it says family matters. I think that's where he <laughs> lost a little weight. I don't know. This is this more. I, I mean, it's still the, looks, uh, looks, 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 this is from the past month. You know, these, these are photos. old, but, I, but these, okay. yeah, I don't think so. I mean, the guy's not a fashion right. plate, but yeah. he dropped a few pounds. Not my type, yeah. anyway. Fair. Too light Jeff skin. Jeff Van Gundy closer, but not What? <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, he's svelte, you know? He's closer, but not there yet, I'm saying. No, oh, Mrs. Dudorino says she had to work with Dwight Howard at some point, and he can be really obnoxious. Mm, well, yeah, because you see, see that. I, I have heard these things about him that like teammates didn't like him, blah, blah, blah. And with this story coming out, it sort of made me like reframe that as like, did the teammates know he was gay and were just mm. super homophobic or is it yeah. actually a personality thing? Well, I, I mean, mean he, it is both. Or he's annoying. Sorry. Yeah. He's annoying just in that video. I mean, whining <laughs> like who the fuck? If you got 11 quadrillion dollars from playing a sport. Like, just turn off Instagram. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised he honestly, uh, I'm surprised he even acknowledged it. Just such a uh, Publicly, track. that is. Get, yeah. Get involved in that shit. Like, just let go, you know, have fun, suck a dick here and there, do what you want to do, and turn it off. Like, why are you responding to people? They're homophobes out there. We know this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. easier said than done. I get it. You have to go out in the world if you're gay or you're, uh, LGBT. It's not easy, but don't make it harder for yourself and you're a public figure by reading all this stuff. 
absolutely. But you still, if Dwight is watching, Rob, you want him to know that you're down. Yeah, hit me up. And send pics of what your friend looks like. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we can figure something out. And would that be the, your first experience with someone taller than you? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Would you be the bottom? Mm, oh, my God. No. He would break you. If he was a yeah, I top I only. Handle Dwight Howard. Like if he's a I'm only a top. Sorry. There's plenty of there's plenty of ways two tops could have fun without yeah, I don't just go down on him. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, by tagging in tagging in Stan Van Gundy. That's how the two tops <laughs> Would you prefer Hato Turkaloo? Do you remember Hato Turkaloo, Rob? I do not. I do His not. His Turkish teammate from the Magic. Who uh my friend's sister once referred to as uh looking like someone who works at a deli. Yeah. Let's see that. Which is still my favorite insult I've ever heard lobbed at anyone ever. Rob, uh, Muggsy Bogues, you tear that ass up. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> Muggsy Bogues is probably Muggsy packing. Down. How He's about probably a tripod? Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. How about um, um Manu Ginobili? He's handsome. Little, little European Latino Argentinian. Oh, oh, I thought he was Spanish. Argentinian. I mean, Spaniard, I meant. Yeah, close it enough. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> it's all the racist Spaniards that have fled fled the country. Yeah. Not really my... He's not, yeah. not quite my type, no. Are you looking at a modern picture of him or an older picture? Mm-hmm. Modern, you need him with yeah. the full head of hair. Like the he, early aughts look. He started balding during his career, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like LeBron. Very respectable. Is this sure. the rest of the episode? Is just us naming the NBA players and asking Rob sure. if we'd fuck them? Sure, we're about to wrap up anyway. Uh, Derek Rose was the other one that I that I uh, had a crush on. The modern, modernist, modern, or like like last generation NBA star. I had to break to Rob that he also had a sex assault trial. Sad. Mm. I got one for you, Rob. He's about your height. Mm-hmm. He's a white guy. May put you mm-hmm. off. He's very very light skinned. But he's got like a certain mm-hmm. aesthetic you may like. Keith Van Horn. Let's see. Mormon. Keith Van Horn. More, oh, is he? I didn't well, know. Well, he that. played no. for Utah, so I assume. But maybe. This looks like Neil Brennan to me. <laughs> I Wow. Okay. I could sort of see that. Like a roided up Neil Brennan. I could see yeah. that. Oh, speaking of Nets, how about uh, Stefan Marbury? <laughs> oh, yeah. Another no, sex scandal. Was... Yeah. Did he have a sex scandal? How am I missing all this? Well, with the Knicks, shit? remember there was like he was like jerking off in his jeep in front of no. employees or something. There was like I, a whole... off my radar completely. Yeah. I did not yeah. know. remember when like Isaiah Thomas sued uh, and the team got sued by a former female employee and oh, all this like dirty that? laundry came out. I think that was. Oh, Stefan, what are you doing? Giving those... He's also eating fucking Vaseline on live streams. Oh. Given though, the... <laughs> that's like innocuous weirdo stuff, though. That's not well, like. But he's giving all those sneakers away to these kids. They might have jizz on them now. Who knows? <laughs> Here you go, Taylor kid. Agrees with me. Uh, D Rose can get it. D Rose <laughs> yeah. an attractive man. How about Jalen Rose? He attractive. Who's, who's Birdman? Chris Anderson. He's a white dude who had a bit of like a drug problem oh. and was in and out of the league. He also is famous for in the slam dunk contest. He like missed his first dunk like ten times in a row before finally. <laughs> Getting it there to implement it. You can only try X amount of times before we just count you out. <laughs> Rule after him. I thought nice. you meant um, the Larry Bird. 
How about him? No, that's <laughs> oh not that. Oh, my God. I mean, in his prime, obviously. There's I want no none such of that. thing. Like, what do you mean? Physical, like, as a player, there's a prime. Attractiveness, there is no prime for Larry Bird. <laughs> he looks better, though. Yeah. Primeless. Less old. <laughs> How about uh, right. George Murison? <laughs> oh, my God. Remember My Giant, Rob? Yeah. Remember that movie with Billy Crystal? Minute Bull. One of those two. A threesome. Well, Manute Bull's dead, sadly, but his son, Manute Bull's son, is in the NBA right now. He plays for the Suns. Bull Bull, right? Yeah, that's right. Bull Bull. Rob, no? No. He's looking what up. about Victor Wembanyama? Somebody mispronounced his name in the chat earlier, but uh, or misspelled his name. But he's the, the new up-and-coming oh. best player in the league. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let's see what. Oh, well, he's now. He's seven foot lanky. four. Yeah, this isn't working. Seven foot four with point guard skills. Those hands are so fucking yeah. creepy. But he's a handsome man. He doesn't look like a he's freak handsome. of nature. Absolutely. He's but just a very the tall. Whole body thing is. I don't know how, how I would feel about somebody uh, that much taller than me. That's an interesting question. But you're probably heavier than him, so you could probably still, like, grapple him down. Yeah. Or hold him down if you got on top of him. I mean, like, that's you could top him crazy. easily. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy reach. Yeah. It's like eight feet. I mean, I've talked to all guys. It's it's fun, but both have their pluses and minuses. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> you'd be the you'd be the victor in that matchup. <laughs> uh every week we each pick a song and we throw it on our Spotify playlist. You can search for it at RIP Livecast Music Break. And uh, we have like five days of songs. It's fun. You can get into it. There's, in fact, 585 songs in the playlist. 38 hours. Not quite five Jesus. days. It's almost a work but, week. But um, my pick this week is from an, a, a group called Knower. Exactly like the way Thor Shretzen uh, pronounces Noah's name. K N O W E R, knower. Uh, for metalheads, there was a, a viral video of this duo that uh, called themselves Clowncore. And uh, this is that is, not just ICP? And this twisted? Is, no, uh, this is the musicians from that, and they're in kind of like a dancey alt pop band. And this is a very catchy song called I'm the President. And uh, uh, lovely vocals by. Uh, a very very cute girl, and so it's a fun it's a fun little uh, fun little project. I've been getting into Knower. My friend Anthony recommended them to me, so that's my pick. Uh, also, Dave Hill. Uh, we forgot to ask him why he picked this, but he submitted a track by Saint Lennox. Arthur is at a shiva. Oh, is that a vague anti-Semitic choice for knowing how Semitic the live cast hosts are? He's- it's like, what's the yeah. Jewiest song on my playlist? Here you go, guys. Uh, Sid, what did you pick? Uh, in honor of Dave Hill's uh, hockey book, I picked a hockey-themed song called My Baby Put Me in the Penalty Box by Boris the Sprinkler. It's a good pop-punk, garage-punk song. Very quick. A lot of hockey references in it. Good song. Darren? In, our, in honor of Dave Hill's hockey book, I picked a song by the Arrogant Worms called Me Like Hockey. <laughs> I heard many years ago, uh, Weird Al mentioned it in an interview once. Oh, wow. And I went and sought it out based on his recommendation. And it's very funny and a very good song. And I love hockey. So 
identify with this song. Nice. Very cool. And uh, of course, I want to mention you can get all like all of our links that I'm about to talk about. You can find at RIPLivecast.com. You can always send us your feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. Have any questions, comments, criticisms, RIPLivecast at gmail.com. And if you want to chat with us throughout the week, we are very active on Discord. The invite, again, at RIPLivecast.com. And say you want more episodes. What's that? You want more? We got more for you, baby. Show us your support and get two bonus episodes a month at Patreon.com slash RIPLivecast. Uh, with five bucks a month, you get two bonus episodes. You get access to Sid's weekly TV recommendations. You get a little flair in the Discord. Get a little uh, different color username. It's nice. It's cute. And you get these bonus episodes. We just posted a listen along to Lou Reed and Metallica's <laughs> Lulu. We listened to the entire album and like sure. sat here and tortured ourselves live on camera and commented in real time. As the lyrics scrolled, and we were just trying to make out what the hell was going on. Slight spoiler. Uh, I disliked it slightly less after re-listening to it. We found things to like, like riffs that could have been repurposed Mm -hmm. and and not bad. Mm -hmm. Still bad. Yeah. But overall, it is bad. But they're not as bad as we once assumed. But still very bad. But we need still to make very clear. bad, still very bad, but with some redeeming qualities. Would yes. that be a fair description? Uh-huh. I think. Yes, yes. Which I wouldn't have said before recording that episode. Absolutely. And uh, the, of course, if you want to throw us a few extra bones, 10 bucks a month, you get to be a top live cast fan of the week, uh, which gets you a shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. And how are we doing these shout outs, Sid? Oh, yep. Sid, why does Sid get the pick? Oh, da- oh da- I'm sorry. I wasn't... Is this Sid's job now? <laughs> Darren, how do we do it? Uh, you are Joe Biden watching Mission Impossible, <laughs> and each of these people is making a cameo, and you're learning something about the world. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, before that, uh, Sid, what does RIP stand for? Oh, uh, do we want to just uh, RIP Matthew Perry? He's a famous person that died oh. this week. It was sure. uh, amusing at times. I was never like the biggest Friends fan, but he was the most watchable thing on that show, I'd say. Yeah, he was certainly the funniest person on the show, easily. Also in honor of uh, Dave Hill's sister's refrigerator, I would say relative's ice-cold pantry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's good. Well, uh, here are our top LifeCast fans of the week. Uh, uh, What is this AI? Just say hi. It seems to be coming for this guy. This guy, Eric. Uh, somebody needs to save this guy, Eric. I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Darren. Do you, do you, have, a, do you have a take here? Uh, what do you mean? Like to do Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on. I got to get the list up. I thought you were going to do it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Richard oh. Roundtree also died. R.I.P. Shaft. You oh, Benjamin. You remind me of Richard Roundtree in the great movie Mission Impossible. <laughs> I saw when you and Dan R. and Mindy Mays Kipo fell off of that building while a motorcycle was coming. We got to make sure this doesn't happen in Ukraine. And uh, she sure, she sure, And a Hugo like Hoffos. Uh, you guys are on PIR Livecast. I love that show. Listen to it every Monday. Uh, Landon Danks, LaCroix. Oh, man. 
I remember when Tom Cruise and Dwight Howard were having sex in that one scene. Ah, they couldn't take my eyes away from it. We got to be careful. Make sure it doesn't uh, permeate into the streets with the fentanyl. Uh, Corny Scotty H. Uh, Douglas. Oh, you love us. Yeah, back in the old days, I remember Corn Pops telling me about this, but I never realized it would come to pass until I saw the great Mission Infinite Furious in number 10. Uh, thank you very much. All right. That's our show, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, you can uh, join us. If not, I don't know. Download it later. That's fine. Yeah, but join us if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bye-bye.